as entrepreneurs, we want to accelerate our success tremendously. Well, I've got an entrepreneur who is a serial entrepreneur, and he's become a really good friend and someone that I respect tremendously and really feel privileged that he's joining us to share his insights with you. He has made it happen. He was a co-founder and CEO of Prosper, one of the largest, if not the largest, one-on-one -on -one coaching organizations working with entrepreneurs. And he had the privilege of working with during this run, a huge run, 80,000 entrepreneur business owners in 70 different countries. And during that period, he employed 5,000 individuals and generated over a half a billion dollars of revenue. I mean, think of those numbers. Okay, he went full cycle, okay, which all of us as entrepreneurs love that full cycle. And he's on to a new adventure that's gonna make even a bigger impact. And I want to share him with you. Ethan Willis, you will be extremely happy that you joined us today to hear his insights. I'm John Bowen, founder of AES Nation. It's all about accelerating your success. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Ethan, I so appreciate you being with us today here. You have you've made a difference in an awful lot of people's life. Well, John, it's great to be on here with you. I'm looking forward to our visit today. Well, and you know, one of the things, Ethan, I always think of you as kind of the quiet guy we've met through Joe Polish's Genius uh, Network and Mastermind Group, and you know, we've gotten to talk with each other and know each other over a few years now. And it's just every time I talk with you, it's you know, I learn a little bit more, and I wanted to share that with our audience of fellow entrepreneurs and. And just, I mean, the impact you make, and you know, there, there are guys in the room that talk a lot. You don't talk a lot, but when you talk, everybody, it's kind of like the old days of E.F. Hutton. I'm a financial guy, E.F. Hutton talks, we all listen. Well, uh, you're that person, and you've got some really exciting things you're working on now too. But you know, how do you go about you know, building the companies that you've built? I mean, uh, how, you know, did you wake up, you know, the classic five, F at age five, it said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to go out and make a huge difference. <laughs> well, John, thank you for having me on there. And, you know, in many ways, as entrepreneurs, sometimes it's not a revolution, it's an evolution. And as you're looking at what things that are intriguing to you and interesting to you, um, you start going towards those things and you start developing a business model. And then you kind of come up with something that works a little bit, then you add a little bit more and a little bit more. And uh, before you know it, you have a, a substantial business that's you know, serving people throughout the world. And so in many ways, I've believed it's um, starting with the curiosity of the entrepreneur. And as, that, as you kind of start getting this Velcro effect with um, customers sticking around and a business model coming around it, then you just build and build and build and continue upon that. And so really, I like to say that I woke up one day and created this amazing technology that grew these businesses. But... A lot of it was just going in each day and uh, kind of working at it. And then before you know it, 
you have a valuable business. You know, it really is amazing. The market is so good at giving us feedback of what works, what doesn't work. And the only way you can do it is you got to enter the arena. And you yes. have definitely done that. You know, one of the things, Ethan, you talk about and, you know, you know, just in the opportunity we've had to visit as well as, you know, what you've published and your coaching and so on is this whole concept around vision and and really disciplined. And maybe you could share that because I, I think this is probably one of the most important elements as entrepreneurs we have. Yes, and as an entrepreneur, that's one of the most important things as I uh, have looked about entrepreneurs all over the world. When I see businesses struggling or on the other side, when I see them just accelerating, a lot of times it comes down to the vision of the entrepreneur and how well they've communicated throughout the organization. And one of the challenges happens with entrepreneurs is sometimes we have that you know, brain of you know, some, the bright and shiny where you're chasing uh, the things around as opposed to owning your vision and being clear about what you're going after. As Steve Jobs says, it's, he said, I'm, I'm proud about what I've done, but I'm more proud about what I haven't done. And in many ways, as an entrepreneur, it's having the discipline and the authenticity to say, this is the way that I see the world. And as I've seen people have success all around me, maybe in different ways, staying true to that through the good and the bad times. And a strategy is not something that can be outsourced to a chief marketing officer. It needs to be all, all the way owned through. Because it's not just something you do, it's something you become and the organization becomes it with you through the process. Uh, it's you know really the ability to inspire you know kind of your troops, if you will, <laughs> to, yes. to really you know where you want to take them. And this is something that's so important that I think it's so easy for us to take for granted as entrepreneurs because you know we have the vision, we're talking it, we're working on it, we're putting the puzzle together. But unless you know we really you call it own it, and and I think it's. That's the critical element. You've got to own it. You've got to get, you know, not only all your troops, your teams, your contractors, your strategic partners, but you've got to get your clients to help you realize this and deliver tremendous value. And it's, you know, Ethan, what I, I see so often, you know, we're in some mastermind groups together. Yes. It's, there's so many bright, talented guys. It's easy as entrepreneurs, you know, you know, the shiny syndrome, uh, shiny thing syndrome yeah. that, you know, we get tempted and we want to tweak our vision. And, you know, it's, it's so funny. A lot of times, you know, we'll have a conversation like this and, you know, geez, his sounds better than my thing. I'm going to go yeah, a little exactly. back. How, how do you fight that? Oh, you know, that's a, that's a tough one, especially when you're going out. Entrepreneurs are famous for this. They go into their different communities and they're hearing about all these ideas and they come back and they're overloaded with all the things that they've learned and all the new things that they want to do. And what happens is, it's kind of like at a supermarket, they go from you know, the line that's shortest, you know, bounce around the other line, they think it's shortest, and they end up never getting through. And so I think a lot of, that, a lot of it is um, kind of being disciplined about that, that, that vision that you have and you know, writing it down, making it clear, and uh, not, not comparing yourself to someone else and what they're doing. It's one of the great things about entrepreneurs. It's the authenticity and embrace that. Because many times as entrepreneurs, we want to start looking like the world. And there's a great quote that I, um, that I love by Mark Twain that says, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, 
it is time to pause and reflect. And really, I think that's even more true for entrepreneurs too. If you if you if you're kind of in the middle of everything and you look the same, it ain't working, or it isn't yes. going to work for very long. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now this is great, and you know one of the things that so impressed me is you are a system guy, and you you know so you take this vision, you're getting it going. And one of the most important parts for all of us as an entrepreneur is we can't create it alone. And you have done a phenomenal job, Ethan, of using people power, you know, and leveraging it. Tell us how you do it. Because, you know, so many of us as entrepreneurs, I, I think, you know, the biggest I ever had company that I was responsible for was 400 employees. Yes. Today, I have a virtual company. I have about 60 contractors working with me. And, you know, there was a time I measured my success by the number of employees. It's no longer the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure I was always as productive as you. How, how did you do that? I think one of the big things is, you know, people leverage from an expertise standpoint, from a resource standpoint, is one of the great ways to grow a business. And especially in a business like mine early on, is we have a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that were involved with the organization. And what I, what I thought early on in my business, and when I started my business very young, I was 24 years old when I started the business, is I, I thought that I had to be uh, the answer to everything. And you read about it in your books or what I, my business school I learned about it is that you don't want to be the answer for everything. You want to leverage your people. But I think in many ways, your actions you know, teach people how they re interact with you. And so early on, I would be the answer to everybody. And they would come and say, Ethan, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And of course, wanting to be the guy that felt like I had to prove myself, I'd go and I'd tell them what I thought. Or I'd go home and think about it until 4 o'clock in the morning. John, I'm sure you've had mm -hmm. days like that. Until I had a breakthrough where I, I was challenged by one of my mentors uh, to go and say, don't answer anybody's question for a week. The only thing I want you to ask them is, what do you think the solution would be? And then to stop. And they would ask, they'd give you another series of problems. Then they would say, well, what do you think, Ethan? And I'd say, well, what do you think the solution would be? And John, it was amazing. Over that period, and at that time, I maybe had 30 or 40 employees. All of a sudden, I saw things happening and moving and changing in a way because I wasn't just telling them, I empower you, I trust you. I was saying, I'm not going to give you the answer, so you've got to find it somewhere down inside of you. And for me, that was a big change for being able to then leverage an, uh, a company that eventually employed 5,000 people. Yeah, I, I, you know, Ethan, I think that's one of the biggest secrets for entrepreneurs that you just shared is that, you know, we start out starting a business. If you, you've started the business, you know, you, it's exactly as Ethan said, particularly if you do it at a young age, it's your first big business. Yep. You, you just, you're grinding it out. You got to be, prove you're smart. You got to convince yourself that you're smart. Right, so, exactly. The whole thing. And then, you know, you did it, Ethan, earlier than I did. Uh, I, I remember when I started turning it over and I didn't have to be the, you know, the youngest, smartest guy in the room. Can't do that anymore. But, yeah. you know, in those, in your 20s and 30s, you can do that. And, and what happened was, some really brilliant ideas came. And all of a sudden, particularly if you do well on our first point on the vision, if you had a clear vision and you get everybody marching toward that in their own creativeness, you know, magic happens. Yes, it really does. And 
people will start reacting in a, in a different way. I mean, a funny story where that came from was before I, I started my business, I lived in Brazil for two years. So I was a missionary for my church out there. And I had no idea. I was 19, 20 years old. And I remember one of my mentors at the time, um, whenever I came to him, I was in charge of the missionaries in uh, Brazil and all the different issues they had. And I would come to him with problems and I would say, hey, you know, I have this problem. And he would say, oh, very good problem. Você é a solução. And I'd say, okay, which meant you are the solution. He kept telling that to me. And that lesson is what came back to me down the road to be able to use, which which is um, to put it upon them. And they'll come up with innovations that we can't even come up with ourselves, which was surprising to me. The first couple times that happens, you're kind of blown away. And then all of a sudden you go, geez, I'm going to have all these extremely talented people work with me to help me realize a vision, help me be more successful. And in their enlightened self-interest, they're going to be more successful too. And it's like, capitalism is great. Why didn't I do this earlier and let them run with it? Exactly, yes. And the leverage that comes from that, you're like, wow, it's one thing for me to do my own work, but now you have 10 or 20, 30 people carrying that out. It's an amazing rippling effect. You know, in, in today's world, we are so lucky to be entrepreneurs because, you know, you, you get that clarity of vision. You're really clear on where you want to take it. There's so much opportunity. And then we go ahead and we have the ability to really find people and, you know, finding the right people, you know, put it on the bus, as Jim Collins talks about, we, you know, yes, go, go dive in, the, in there. But we can get these people working with us to create this magic. But I mean, one of the things that... Ethan, you've impressed me an awful lot on is, you know, leveraging technology and the human touch. I, I think of coaching, you know, and, and I, I do have a coaching business, you know, coaching top financial advisors. Uh, we use a lot of technology as well as we have individual coaches working with them. Uh, we have about 500 clients. I've got to talk to you because we're scaling up to a thousand now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm not thinking big at all. But you were coaching... 80,000 over this period. And I mean, that's in 70 different countries. And, you know, it's one thing to have, you know, this is as entrepreneurs, we start thinking big once we see how, you know, that path. I'd like you to share that path of how you use technology and kept that touch because, you know, in a coaching business, I mean, like any professional service, that that individual touch is so important. Yes, and, and in many ways, especially nowadays, I go to entrepreneurial conferences or I'll, um, I sit on some venture firms, and it's almost like there's a pendulum. On one side, people feel like we have to leverage all the technology, and if you're using people, really, you're, you're less effective. Then you have another side where it's more people-focused. And I feel like the companies that are achieving scale and very high levels of satisfaction, like a Zappos or many of the others, it's the combination of the high tech and the high touch, the ability to bring those together and to be wise in how you use them in different segments of your business. Um, for us, the real, the real growth of our business came when we were able to go online and to acquire customers. Uh, we were the first ones to get I have a, I have a patent for using 
um, authors' books as basically a lead generator into their community. Stop you here, Ethan, because yep. I think this is a lot. Of, this goes to that concept that we have to. All of us think we have to create all this great content. We have to be the star for the entrepreneur. You know, be on stage like Steve Jobs and be able to do the product launch. And one of the things that's impressed me so much compared to so many other entrepreneurs, you're kind of the guy behind the scenes. I'm going to say kingmaker that you're helping these authors and other you know, people who have created content who, quite honestly, have not yet really hit their stride because it's great stuff. But if you can't get it out, it doesn't work. And yes. that's where you really excelled and build a huge business on it. So. Yeah, maybe just make sure I stated it correctly, but I want everyone to know that you don't have to create everything. I mean, as entrepreneurs, you know, you can rely, you can use, this is that leverage of people combined with technology that you do so well. Yes, that's a, that's a great point, John, because you're right. There's people that have um, great content and they don't know how to get it to market. And that's one of the opportunities that I felt like I saw. You know, mother, you know, necessity was a mother invention for me. I was 23 years old. I didn't have a lot of uh, content experience. Um, and so what I did is I played the role as I found best-selling authors, and then I created a platform that they could distribute their content in a way that they couldn't do it otherwise. And I put that content on my platform. We had the top... 1% of websites on Alexa that got traffic, and so we would sell their downloadable content. And then I got coaches that would coach the content, and all I was was the middle person in between, but I had this ability to acquire customers through downloadable uh, kind of book lead generation. I had a marketing team, and then I had the coaches and the trainers, and then the author basically was just the content was laid on top of it, and at first, I had to convince authors. Then all of a sudden, I started getting calls from you know, the Ken Blanchards and the Donald Trumps and the Kiyosakis and everyone else saying, hey, how can I leverage your platform to get my message out in a bigger way? Yeah. And I just put the pieces together. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's like many businesses after the fact, it looks brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, overnight, yeah, overnight success and everything. And, and you know, I, Tell me, tell, you know, tell me, because I'm really interested, and I know, you know, our fellow entrepreneurs are interested, um, you know, they're thinking, how can they execute this type of thing? Because, you know, they, they you know, hopefully they have clarity of vision and they're going to own it. You know, they have a good team around them. They're working on getting the right team in place for everything. They've begun to invest in technology. A lot of us have bought a lot of technology. We're not using it as much as we want. And we know we want to have that touch. Um, you know, how, how did you put it together? So you got these great authors' content. You know, you, you you became one of the things that everybody's listening to. Not only creating great content, but you know, acquiring that steady stream of clients is amazing to use in technology. And you've shared with me along the way. But maybe just kind of walk us through you know these components that you put together how in a way that your fellow entrepreneurs could be looking and saying, geez, you know, Ethan's not that smart guy. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Really, if I could do it, anybody could do it. And I will say one of the most important things is understanding um, how you can acquire a customer. And that's really what it came down for me is that I knew if I could go out and acquire a customer and I would go in and lose 20 to $30 on a, on a customer, but I knew 
that the people that bought a Ken Blanchard book um, would also buy other coaching programs, other training programs, all on the back end. And what I realized was instead of me trying to compete in the marketplace where everyone else was saying, buy my downloadable programs or buy my programs and I will pay you, um, you know, if it's a $40 program, I'll pay you $40 for it. And they're, they're, they had their allowable, the financials that way. Instead, I said, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose $20 on the front end because I know that person is worth to me within 60 days uh, $150 to $300. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the Gillette razor and, and kind of the, the Gillette um, stick as opposed to going out and saying, I'm going to acquire the customer. And then once they come into your funnel, then you can kind of have the platform to monetize it on the back the back end all the way through. And so and one way to acquire mass amounts of customers is just being clear about what your allowable is and thinking a little bit outside of the box and then having the metrics lined up on the back end to say, you know, as entrepreneurs, all we're trying to get is predictability. And if you can get that on the front end and have that built in on the back, then you can scale it to a dramatic amount. No, I, I mean, this is... This is, I mean, these are so many pearls of wisdom here. You know, you can go to asnation.com, get the transcript, because I, I think, you know, watch it, read it. Because, Ethan, one of the things that I find so many entrepreneurs don't do, and I, I, I was at fault for part of the, my career this way, is we don't really look at the lifetime value of our clients. And yes. once we have that, and then, you know, getting systems to acquire those clients, we know what the value is of that client, we know what the cost is, and I mean, you know, the analogy is a slot machine. If we can put a dollar, pull it, and get two dollars yeah. back each time, and yeah. that—that's in essence really what you've done in business, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Is trying to make it as simple and, and as predictable as possible, and that's why I go back to one of the first points that I said earlier: is being very clear about your strategy, and I'm—and t- it's so hard to be clear about your strategy if you don't know your lifetime value strategy. Ethan, one of the things I want to do, you know, you, you built this business, you went full cycle, you know, you could have decided to, you know, be the entrepreneur by the pool. You did, okay? <laughs> I haven't seen you buy a pool ever, okay? Yeah. You're, I see you on the side meetings and, you know, putting deals together. And, um, you know, you've got this new company uh, that you are now co-founder and chairman of growth.com. I mean, it's a... It's an easy dot com to remember. You know, yeah. t- tell us what you're doing and you know, with the lessons you've learned, how you're gonna build this business. As I've as I ran full cycle with Prosper and I ended up doing a um, a full auction with an investment bank out of San Francisco and did the whole deal, my plan was only to sell a minority of the business. And as I went through that process, um, the company that ended up acquiring us um, said, well, we'll pay you, we'd like to buy the majority. And I said, well, you know, I'm not selling a majority. And they said, they showed me the check of what they'd pay me. And I said, like I said, I'm willing to sell all the business. (laughs) And uh, decided to go down that route. Um, You know, but just being really open, that was actually a bigger struggle than I thought it was going to be. I sold the business Mm -hmm. and you're used to doing certain things every day and having your clear plan of what you're moving towards. I tried the pull thing for a while. I really did. And after a while, uh, you know, between my wife and- How did, long did you last? You know, I would like to say almost two months. See, I did better. I committed to my wife a year. 
Yes. Minimum. And I made it six months. I, you <laughs> yeah, know, that's pretty I mean, good. You know, it's, it is for, I think, every entrepreneur that goes full cycle. And I had the same conversation. Might have been the same group. But I had yeah, to say, yeah. selling a business that we only wanted to raise capital minority interest so we could do a bunch of things. And they just said, yeah. let's just write the check. We want the business. And, you know, actually, I didn't want to do it. I had two partners, and I didn't have control. But, you know, it's, the hard part is really right after that because – you're used to all these people. You know, my wife didn't want to go out to lunch with me every day. <laughs> I did have a, you know, four secretaries out in front, that type of thing. Yes, and you know what? You've done it multiple times. Many people are lucky if they can do it just once, but you have that experience. Um, but what I thought was very helpful was that, you know, that, you know, 60 days of, of a difficult time, um, and I had a conversation with Brian Tracy, and it was a casual conversation. And he said, Ethan, you know what? You need to sit with that divine discontent. Mm-hmm. I thought, what, what does that mean? <laughs> he said, you know what? There's a lesson there. And that, in many ways, is getting your engine ready. It's kind of bringing that gas down a little bit. So when that fresh gas does come in, you're ready to go. And if you don't have that time to realize this isn't what I want, then you don't clearly know what you do want. You did. I'm not sure of this. What I did, and I got some great advice from a mentor as well, and he said, John, go out and talk to 15 of your most respected fellow entrepreneurs. And because I was discontent content probably a day two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the check cleared, it's done. Okay, now what? Uh, yeah, type exactly. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you now have more resources than you ever imagined you know, the first time mm-hmm. it happens. And, and but you have all the energy, you got the adrenaline of going through. Yeah, you want a few days off, but and it was so valuable having that conversation with uh, friends and peers, much like the mastermind group you and I are in. It, yes. You know, just having that, it just provided so much guidance and not racing to the next adventure right away. Yes, and, and the fact that some of the I did the same thing as you went and talked to a lot of people that sold their businesses, and the greatest input I got from that was that you'll get through it. This, this is a phase. And there was a time where I thought, well, maybe I just don't have the juice anymore. Maybe I, maybe I spent it all and it's never going to come back. And that it does come back. And not only does it come back, it comes out back at higher degrees where your passion, your intensity, um, because you've kind of felt what it's been like without it. And so really that's what took me to this next growth.com, which I'm thrilled about which what I'm essentially doing in many ways, what I did with Prosper, which I'm taking content, world's best content, and allowing it to be taken out to the world in, in, in mass ways, but I'm doing it, but it's just gonna take you know, 30 employees as opposed to you know, hundreds or thousands. Um, and my partner on it is Brendan Bouchard, who uh, you know Brendan through uh, the was, network. And, well, I, yeah. I went, my first online marketing thing, I went to one of his earliest, Expert Academies. Uh, yes. Was very impressed with Brendan and now know him well through uh, some of the other mastermind groups. Yes, and I saw what Brendan was doing, and Brendan was basically teaching what I had been doing for the last 15 years. And I thought, you know what, there's a, there's a better way to do this with leveraging, again, the technology side. And so I want to leverage all the technology that's out there today. Like there's online platforms like Kajabi.com and others that before cost me you know, tens of thousands of dollars to run. And so how do I leverage this with, with higher technology? And that's really the vision of taking world-class content 
uh, out to the masses is really what we're doing at growth.com. I think I have the highest price level and I have a couple terabytes with uh, Kajabi and I think it's 250 a month, which I just, yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I just find that so amazing. This is an uh, e-learning online platform for providing sharing information. So, I mean, but the, the tools are just there and this is where, you know, I, I think you got to have the vision, but once you have the vision, you know, you bring the resources together, there's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. Well, with that, Ethan, let's, let's go to the next segment, which is uh, the book of the day. And what would you recommend? I mean, you're a well-read guy. You know, what book would you recommend? Um, I want to mention your, you know, one of the books you did that was hugely successful. But outside of your book, what would you recommend? So, John, the book that I am really enjoying right now is Essentialism by Gregory McEwen. Uh, it goes back to the sometimes you know common sense. Common sense isn't common practice, and this idea of being really clear about what you are doing and being clear about what you aren't doing. And um, I love this book by Gregory. And Gregory was actually one of my coaches when I was uh, at Prosper. He was actually over our division that was information uh, marketing division. And I, I loved Gregory then. And he was in college and his, his goals and hopes were just tremendously ambitious. And to see what he's done has been tremendously satisfying. Can't recommend that book enough. I'm gonna say the same thing. I, I don't know who told me, but it was, I, I downloaded it just before flight and I couldn't put it down. It's a well, you know, it, it's really getting your life in order and that the essential parts and focus and, you know, the, it's just, uh, I didn't know he was that young a guy either. I mean, it's just the pearls of wisdoms coming out of the book were pretty good. Oh yeah, he's amazing and he, he had a great stint where he wrote for Harvard Business Review, and uh, when I was when I went to school there, I saw that a lot of the professors were reading his articles, and he has a great ability to take a lot of content and put it into a very simple, streamlined points. And so, very talented well, author. And Evan, tell us, you know, the book uh, you co-authored a book that has been um, pretty successful. Yeah, you know, tell us about that one as well. Uh, the book that I wrote um, with uh, one of my great friends and mentors, Ken Blanchard, uh, was The One Minute Entrepreneur. And that was one of the most enjoyable experiences uh, to work with him and uh, to see him in action and how kind and gracious of a man that he is. And that was basically, it comes down to one minute decisions that entrepreneurs make each day that, that make a, a venture successful or not. And so that ended up being a number one New York Times bestseller and uh, created a great friendship between uh, Ken and myself. Uh, a very impressive guy and uh, everybody you're hanging out with, uh, present company excluded, <laughs> is pretty impressive here. See, when you walk into those circles, uh, they, they, they turn their heads and listen to what you're saying because you just haven't yet written about it. But you've done it. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I wasn't smart enough to go write what I did. I just did it type thing. I still try to figure it out. But let's, let's go to the next one, which is uh, the application of the day. And, you know, I know you travel. Uh, I see you out there and about. You're making things happen. What would be an application you'd recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? The application that really has transformed the way that I do business is um, the application Rev Transcription or Rev.com. Basically, it's the ability to 
uh, just use your recording device on your phone and then have, uh, if it's either a book you're working on or if it's a uh, kind of note, meets, meet, note meetings or things that you're doing through action items for your, for your team, you can just record it, send it off. I think it's a buck a minute and they'll send it back within 24 hours if not sooner. And uh, that's been a game changer for me. It is, I mean, I, I love this. I mean, we're, we're, I'm afraid you and I are a little too aligned. Right <laughs> you. But I mean, you know, go to asnation.com. Look at any of the transcription, the transcription of uh, our conversation today. It is done by Rev.com. And it's, you know, and I use it. Uh, it's, I see that button on my smartphone, push it. And uh, it's amazing the power of transcription. Uh, you know, you can get it cheaper somewhere else. They're venture-backed. I think it was a $35 million uh, uh, round, the last one they had, you know, which I find hard to believe for transcription. But they, they get it done. They're making things happen. No, it's, and I tell a lot of authors and even aspiring authors or mature authors is to go through and basically speak your, your, your bullet points for your book, and they'll do it for an hour, an hour or two, send it off. They'll get it back, and then they'll send it to go to Fiverr.com or Freelancer.com and have somebody basically put it into a book format. I mean, it shrinks the time down by 75%. Yeah, it is just really you can do a book that way. It, you know, it won't be a New York Times bestseller, but it can be a very good ebook, informational book. You know, an hour will give you five, 6,000 words, and it's a nice little ebook. Uh, you know, regular book might be full book, 5,000, or 50,000 words. So it's, a, it's something we use all the time, Ethan, to do just that. I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Let me go to the uh, next segment, which is resources. And Ethan, I know uh, I'm gonna flash on the screen the current website, and by the time we post this interview, uh, growth.com will be uh, fully active. But tell us what's coming on growth.com because you guys are doing some really exciting things. We are. And as I mentioned, Brendan Bouchard is our partner and Dean Graciosi, who you know. And we've kind of brought our combined experience to be able to... I, I'm, a little I'm a little scared, the <laughs> three of you guys together. I've actually seen you together. And the, uh, the power, I mean, if you don't know Dean, Brendan, you should. I mean... Some of the, you know, Dean, really the number one guy in real estate. Brendan uh, is just uh, phenomenal on personal development and really being an expert and getting out there. And, and, and they've, and, you know, I, I actually, I can't say short years. They've been doing it for a while, but they are the number one in both their categories. And then you coming together. I mean, growth.com is going to be something very special. Yes, we're, we're really excited about it and the domain that you'll go to. And, and uh, there's a whole other story between how he got that domain and how he negotiated it. That's, that's an expensive uh, letters there. If you divide it by a letter, how much we paid, I don't want to do that math. Um, but really, the goal is to create almost like a, uh, a Pandora, if you've listened to Pandora Radio, uh, for content for the for world's best uh, content available. So if you're looking for health or personal development, or just the strategies to go to the next level, you would go there and uh, we will serve you up based on your user habits, the best content um, for the solution that you're looking for. And so we're already vetting um, some of the world's best authors are already a part of our uh, platform. And so when that comes forward, 
the world's best will be delivered to you in a personalized way. That's great, Ethan. I will look forward to it. And let me do the next segment, which is the key takeaways here. And I just want to share with everyone, you know, none of this is, you know, this is, if you want to build a great business that makes a difference, no matter what scale you want to get to, you've got to do really the big three that Ethan shared with us. Number one, you've got to own your own vision. Okay. This is really, if you're going to inspire those around you to achieve what is important to you, that vision, you've got to have the discipline. You've got to go and own it. You can't have all the shiny new things around you get you off track. So stay the course, own that vision. Second, we heard some, you know, super insights on the, the power of leveraging people and in, in this enlightened self-interest, how working together, we can really create tremendous value and scale up. And then I think one of the most important, you have to nail the client experience. And one of the things that I see so often, uh, it's really tempting to see if we can just put it all on technology because you can scale it up much quicker. The reality is there are very few businesses that are great that are technology alone. Almost all of them are technology plus that human touch and doing it in a systemic process. And Ethan has shared with us exactly how he did it and how you can do it. You know, make sure to go to aesnation.com, download the transcript, the show notes will be there, all the links that Ethan and I talked about. And your clients, all those future clients, future strategic partners, they're counting on you to execute on this. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Great, thank you, John. It's great being with you. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.